Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, and for the first time ever, we have both Beej and Seth here on the show. I am uber excited for this. We are starting a segment to go on throughout the year called The State of College Football. Today is the first part NIL, but before we dive in, fellas, how are we doing? Beach, how are we doing? I'm good. John Seth, long- Seth, long time no talk. How are we doing? Welcome back, right, man. I enjoyed y'all's NFL content. I know that's more of y'all's thing, but uh, I'm very excited to be back and talk college football with you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a hell of a time. I am super excited for this series because I feel like we already do this in our everyday lives with either each other or our friends. We just debate about the state of college football. So um, there's really no structure to this. We're just going to have an open conversation about, you know, the things in college football that are changing. And so I felt it had to be right that we talked about one of the biggest uh things going on in college football right now, which is the NIL. And so I'm going to start it off with a simple question. Are you for or are you against NIL? Beach, let me hear you first. Seth, why don't you take this one, man? Why don't you lead off? Um, so, yeah, I, to some degree, I'm for NIL. But again, I think that it was thrown out too quickly with no parameters, no rules. So I think it's being abused. I think it's being used in ways that it wasn't intended to. And uh, for for smaller schools, it definitely can help in some way. I feel like it's if especially for I know we're talking football for basketball. We're seeing more upsets in the NCAA tournament. We're seeing more talent at schools that weren't there before. But even if you have a little money, you're going to be able to attract players that wouldn't have ever probably thought to come to your school. So in that sense, I think it's good. But in in the bad sense, it's you know the top dogs like Alabama, Georgia, SEC are going to absorb the best of the best with NIL and they already did it with recruiting. Now they have money in their back pockets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, uh, <clears throat> I don't love it for a couple of reasons, but I really don't really know how much it's actually going to, I mean, like what you were saying, like they can throw a bag at like one guy, especially in basketball. Like that's a lot bigger, mm-hmm. but in football there's a lot more roster spots and I really just don't see, how it really changes much of like the talent that the richer teams get in regards to the uh, teams that have less money. I think it'll like power five versus G five. It it'll stay the same in that regard, but I'm more worried along the fact of how these 18 year old kids are getting like a bunch of money and they're not being taught how to use that money. And they're using it in a little bit of tomfoolery uh, as Hannah Bowman would say. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I just think it's bad for like the development of like young men, honestly, because they're going to have that money and all that fame. And they're like, Oh, I'm the best. I'm the best. And I just don't think it's going to end up well for them personally later in life. Uh, Cause there's a reason that the professionals, the adults are the ones who get that money. It's because these guys in college are still kids. So mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't love it. I think that it can create some like big splashes of players getting paid like a couple million dollars to go to a school that, they would otherwise not go to. But um, at the end of the day, they're students, you know. They're students for athletes, obviously. And they're not even going to finish the degree now. Because the money yeah. they make, the money they make like in college beforehand, and people are already getting paid. But the money they make now in college, it doesn't incentivize getting a degree for later in life, or at least it doesn't look like it in their eyes. Right. And and let's let's be real. Uh, NIL has always been a thing for a while. So with that being said, 
Now it's just legal. And I think some people get the wrong concept of NIL. A lot of people think it's just teams contracting these kids to come play for them. And it's really not. It's name, image, likeness. And while, you know, there's still some backdoor shady stuff going on, it's really how the like community or, you know, like boosters with big companies draw these players in through like advertising contracts or merchandise contracts to pay them per se. So I think that's like, that's where it gets really fuzzy because, you know, there's probably still a lot going on underneath the table that people have no idea what's going on about. And then it open up, opens up the door for tampering. And so we can talk about that in a little bit too, but that's becoming one of the biggest issues in college football is tampering. It's almost, as, I, I heard this quote the other day from a sportscaster saying that the G5 is now becoming a farming league for the Power Five due to tampering in the NIL and the money that it's drawn within that. And so I like, I am, can sit here and say like there are issues with it now i will also like it's not mutually exclusive for me saying i am glad that the kids are getting paid because before this they were raking in millions and millions of dollars for these universities on their own backs and they're they're risking their safety i mean let's be real like football is a dangerous game and so they're doing all this hard work they're carrying their teams, they're doing X, Y, Z, they're winning games, bringing in this money. So I think they deserve some of it, no doubt. And I, and I think it's good for them. And we see schools doing certain things where they have these new courses or they have people coming in like on three, coming in and teaching them how to be like financially free, financially sound and what to do with their money so they don't spend it in this way. But it's there's so much that's like, unbounded and unregulated going on right now. And it's a, it's a scary thing. And we've, we've seen schools and school presidents request the NCA to get involved with the government, like the actual U S government to set regulations for NIL money because of how scary it can be like going, going forward, which is true right now. There's really not many, regulations set in stone right now that kind of safeguard certain things from happening regarding NIL. And so that's where, that's where things get gray. And like I am for NIL, but I am not for it in the sense of that it's unregulated. And so with that being said, I want to jump in the thing I mentioned about tampering earlier. We have this, the NIL opens up something that kind of has already been, with the transfer portal and we'll have another discussion about the transfer portal later later on but we're going to see people like the the georges the bamas absorb even more of this talent because they have more market capital because of the the just the generic size of their university how much they win and how much money they're bringing in so it's going to be a situation where the rich get richer unless there's some sort of precedent set by higher beings but how does that work? I don't know. What's up? The reason that I didn't like it from the beginning is because that's the reason college football, I, in my opinion, was so much better than the NFL because it wasn't about the money. And it was these kids going out there and just playing the game they love. And mm-hmm. from what you're saying about no regulations, they're pretty much making it into a professional sport now based on the money that's coming out. So they've got to establish some sort of cap like salary cap or something like that, because if they don't, then like what you said, it's literally uncontrollable and 
the rich will get richer. You know what I'm trying to say? But then yeah. if they do that, do they do it based on like market size like they do it in the NFL? I mean, it's just it's just maybe, a lot of unknowns. Maybe, but the then the, the problem is is like if you do the the market the salary cap, you're pretty much just like a triple A version of the NFL. Well that's you what know? they're trying to make it anyway. And I mean in the, the the thing with that is like I, I don't know. It's just it gets really fuzzy because, you know, if you regulate it, then you're just gonna go back to schools being shady under the bus doing things that they have already always done but it it really poses the question of like how how will this system hold up long term because right now i think it's so new and so fresh that people don't know all the loopholes what they can and can't get away with what they can do and so it's just gonna it's gonna be fine for now, but long term, I don't know if there's gonna be enough stability in a situation like this where it, it can last. And I so Seth, you mentioned you mentioned college basketball. What what's his name? Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, the big Ford. He yeah. just transferred. And he had a, an amazing quote that I like I was like, dang, okay, that makes a lot of sense. He said that like all of these people bitching about me leaving my school for NIL money are the same people that would leave for a $10,000 salary increase in a heartbeat from their current job. And that's so true. I mean, come on, like we have a no strings attached, like salary bump for the same job that I'm doing. I'm going to take it. Of course I'm going to take it. So it's hard to knock on these guys for jumping ship when most people would do the same exact thing. And like, I, I know that like I, I'm, I'm a Tennessee fan. Like I would, I love my school. I would stay at my school and play for my school. But some of these athletes, like they don't have that same binding love that they do for their school that other people do. So, yeah. And if I could say, can I say something real quick? Yeah, go for it. It's like, so the, the number one example of tampering that I've seen is, you know, we all know Florida Atlantic made their Cinderella run in the final four. And their head coach is saying, well, we're in the middle of this fantastic run. Our players that are still on this team competing in the season are having other universities contact our players talking about money, trying to recruit them while they're still playing. So not only is it tampering, but I can't imagine what it does to the players' mental status when they're distracted, they're hearing the outside noise from other schools like, hey, I know you're still playing, but if you want to come here, we'll give you this X amount of money. And it, it kind of it makes it harder for these athletes to remember the overall picture and what they're doing. And I feel like it, that can affect them, not even just with the sports that they're playing, but like personally, like that could just be a distraction that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. Well, it creates no loyalty. And that's why like loyalty and like school pride, like that's why I think college sports are the best. And as soon as they did this, that went out the window, like <clears> – <throat> I'm not saying like that he's doing this in a wrong way, but like Hunter Dickinson, it's like there's no loyalty there. Like he, he's been there four years and like, I understand what, what he's comparing it to, but it's just like, I can get into the whole worldview about this, but it's like, if it's only for the money, like I just, I just don't agree with that. But that's the biggest issue with me and where I knew that, or I believe the downfall will come of college sports. Is because I guess, it's only I guess about my, the check. My thing with that though, BJ, is like if somebody waves a hundred thousand dollars in your face, then like you know, nobody can sit here and definitely say they're gonna turn it down mm -hmm. happily because nobody like 
not, there's a very, very small percentage of people that have an opportunity like that where somebody waves six figures in their face, come play basketball for me. And this is what you get. You know, it's like all of us. I don't disagree. I mean, a lot of people like, you know, I could sit here on my high horse all day and be like, I'm sticking with my school. I'm, you know, I'm loyal and I have my school pride. But then the moment somebody sits briefcase down with a box full of cash. Yeah. I'm probably going to be at least thinking about it at the very least. So it's just hard because it's like, that's, that's what people can do now. Like, and we're seeing college football players getting seven figure deals to come play for their school, which is crazy. It's crazy. So I don't know what the what NIL is going to look like in the long run, but it's it's hard for me to not envision it in a way that professional sports structure their league, like in a way where they do contract based, uh, like guaranteed money based on how much you play, yada yada yada. Because we're gonna we're gonna get in trouble, and then there's gonna be kids that come in, they accept this money, and then they leave for even more money. And so it, like, it's just, it's crazy how unregulated it can be. It really is. I just, I just know that. And I do know this and y'all are going to call me crazy, but if someone offered me a hundred thousand dollars to transfer, if I played football for Tennessee and they offered me a hundred thousand dollars to transfer, I wouldn't go. Uh, That's see, just because I love Tennessee. The difference is, is most of these kids don't have an allegiance like you yeah, and I do to these schools. True. They're true. doing it to get out of a bad place or they just want to play football. It's just right. they don't necessarily care where they go. They don't have this allegiance as fans that we have. Right. No, I understand that. So and some of them do, and they you know, they probably do turn down money because they that's the school they want to play at. They were a fan and that's where they want to be. But again, I would say probably eighty percent of these kids are like, probably I'm gonna higher. go where it's best for me and money and so yeah, that's that's just how I see it. It's crazy. It's really like, and the the thing I'm worried about the most, I mean, as a Tennessee fan, I think I'm on the right side of this because obviously Tennessee has the funds and the resources to shell out NIL money to really get athletes. But then, then, so we're talking a scenario down the road where the SEC, let's say they continue absorbing teams and then obviously they have large market cap teams who can afford big time NIL players. It's eventually going to be like a structured system where there's like the professional league, the semi-pro and like the farmer feeder. That's what it feels like. That's what it feels like. And so if if you're a G5 team or a G5 coach, like you're struggling because you know, you have one halfway decent season, then you have all of the power five coaches coming out and farming your kids waving money in their face. Hey, you know, here's money. And then half of these kids blindly taking it, don't even realize what they're getting themselves into. And so it's, um, that's my biggest concern is like the, the stability of this infrastructure as it is right now is very concerning because I don't know if it can hold up much more longer without any sort of boundaries to be set. And not just by like the NCAA. I hate the NCAA. I, I, I want nothing to do with the NCAA, but it's just, it's it's gonna suck because you, like all of the good things about college football are soon gonna be rooted out, and like that's what I don't want to happen. You know, I, like the last thing I want to happen is like for all of these schools to lose the ability to be competitive on any given Saturday, mm-hmm. and and that's what they it's will. gonna turn into. You know, it's already kind of turning into that. I mean, not completely. Like 
it was kind of a like a like I'm hoping that the new playoff format at least starts to like divvy that out a little bit more because if we like I'm not for the 12 team playoff but if we stuck with the 14 playoff then we would have really been condensing down the teams in which got the best talent because I mean it's just crazy how it's like it's working out but see that's why that's why I think with basketball obviously you can't do it with football but the NCAA tournament is like the height of competition in terms of postseason for college sports because mm-hmm. even you have these teams even with nil you have these defy the all five-star athletes you got veterans on your team but then you have these teams like florida atlantic and atlantic 10 teams that make these deep runs in the ncaa tournament without the money without the stars and it's just for some reason that's that's something you don't really see in college football i do think that's it's a little bit different from the fact that in basketball, based on matchups, it's easier for those upsets to happen. Would you all agree? Yeah, yeah. Like, as opposed to football. So, I I don't, like, that's where it's more scary for football because it's going to get to the point these guys are building, like, they're taking these 6'8", team will have an entire, like, like Alabama, which is, you know, always had talent, but they have the money also. And they're just going to keep building. The rich will get richer, and then it'll be impossible for smaller schools to create those upsets. But I do think that it's a different sport in the way that upsets happen. So, um, but I think it's more, NIL is more scary for football. And we're, we're talking about like, there, there are some subtle things about NIL that go unnoticed. One of those things is like, there are teams whose boosters can easily, easily shell out enough money to cover a full, a full ride to the school. Like if a walk-on player, walk-on, you know, wants to join the team, boosters can pay the the tuition and then some as paying the player, so that scholarships are no longer a thing. Mm-hmm. Like what what how, what is the point of having a scholarship if NIL is going to be in effect? Truly, because what's stopping a team from filling up their roster with all of these scholarship caliber players? while boosters are just covering the cost of the tuition and then some. See, that's where it hurts the smaller schools. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, I mean, there, there are so many different avenues we can go down with this, but it's like how I, I'm finding this middle ground of like, how can I be for the payers get, players getting paid, which I am, but also against it, because of the damage that it's going to do to the state of college football down the road. Do you think that's why they, do you think it has any correlation to the expansion of the playoff with NIL? Say that again? That, do you think there's any correlation to they wanted to expand the playoff so that it's not seriously only four teams every single year? Well, like the same in, four my, teams? Well, well, in my personal opinion, and we'll talk about this more in depth later on, is that, the college football playoffs are expanded because mainly, mainly money is involved. And with more big time playoff games, it's more money for the networks and the schools involved. So it's a win win for the, the guys that are constructing the, the college football playoffs in general. I still do believe that there's some good in the, the committees that make those decisions and that they want to include certain schools, especially giving the chance that a group of five school gets a bid, that's huge. You know, I'm not like not saying a group of five 
is going to like win it, but at least they're there. You know, who's to say that a group of five team is not good enough to beat everybody? Like we may never know until we find out. So I, I'm happy that that's an option, but at the same time, like it's definitely because it's going to make these executives more money. No doubt. It's going to make all of the TV networks more money and it's going to make all of the power five conferences more money because there's more teams involved. So that's why there was a big conference expansion, not necessarily because of the NIL stuff, but that may have had a role. It's always money. You follow the money back and you know why something happens. Mm-hmm. That's what I don't like about it. I know. Because it's all about the money. That's, I mean, it was, it always was about the money, right? But now it really is in college sports. It, yeah. And like, you know, I like back then, like way back when, before even our time, like pet players getting paid, like they got a scholarship and then they got like enough money to like handle certain things and, you know, send back home or to get through life, like whatever it may have been. But now these guys are like millions of dollars. Like how, how can we be certain that a player is actually worth that? You know, that that's where it's going to get weird. It's like, we're, and soon we're going to see a situation where somebody like a big five-star quarterback recruit is going to be given all of this money to come play for a school. And then he's going to shit the bed and it's going to be an interesting, it's going to be an interesting reaction because then that's going to set the precedent for how other schools and organizations are going to handle that kind of situation. Because if all of these five-star QBs are seeing these kids like given this money or promise this money, and they're not giving it because they don't perform, then they may not want to go to that school. But it's it's like, how, how do you do this? Like school over here is going to give me $8 million and they're giving me half of it up front. School over here is going to give me $10 million, but they're only giving me 300,000 up front. And it's like, what what's going on? You know, it's like, there's just like cat and mouse game going on between everybody that, I don't think anybody can see on the back end what's actually going on. And it's going to get ugly. It's going to get really ugly. It'll be like contractual based. I'm assuming, I mean, that is what it is, but I almost wonder if they do anything more than like a year or if they do it only by like certain sales that they're advertising. But what happens if they pay somebody like, let's say they put someone on a, a year contract, like NIL for like a million dollars and they're terrible. Like, do they just, dump the contract at the end of it and then then what like then what See, do they the do? thing is the thing is is they're gonna have to go year by year you can't give a college kid a two or three year contract mm-hmm. especially with the transfer portal because not only yep. has nil been inflated the transfer portal is i mean the ncaa is basically granted a, a one-time get out of jail free card where you can leave and not have to sit out so you're definitely gonna have to take it year by year there's no way you can do long term but but yeah, you're right. Like when it comes to giving these kids a lot of these monies and they and they suck, it's got. I feel like the only way to salvage it is make it incentive based and not yeah. give them a bunch up front. Like if it if it was stats incentive based, incentive based, like that'd be something too. But mm-hmm. I mean, most of it's with you know advertising companies, like you were saying. So. Yeah, and then like there's going to be no more cool stories of like a, a quarterback that, you know, rides the bench for a long time. And then all of a sudden like comes in, does well, works hard and starts for his team. And like, there's going to be no more of that. Like there's going to be so much team hopping. I almost feel bad for some of the athletes because 
they're going to hop around, but they're not going to get like the full experience or exposure that they deserve. They're just going to bounce around, ride the pine, and then that's it. You know, that's the extent of their college career. So I don't know. I'm to wrap up my summary is like, I'm happy the the players getting paid, but I am uber concerned about where, about the steadiness and the stability of the way of the infrastructure of NIL moving forward. I think it's not sustainable in any right. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I, I just feel like one, I don't think the government should get involved. I think anything that gets involved with the government can go south quick. Um, but I, I do think there need to be way more rules placed. I don't know by who, maybe an independent third party or I don't know, but something it's it's got to be more laid out in fine print instead of this gray area to where the rules are kind of different for everyone. Right. The last thing I want though is to have some of these boosters or what like universities have a chance to make more money off of these kids from this than the kids actually get to make, if that makes sense. Because now like, so name, image, and likeness, one of the biggest tools of like using this is like, hey, I'm a big, you know, big company that does X, Y, Z in Alabama. I'm going to hire, you know, get this kid, sign this kid to an NIL deal. And he's got to like be the face of my franchise for, you know, as long as he's at Alabama. Then this guy's end up making more money. And, you know, the athlete gets pennies on the dollar just because he's the face of this, this like car dealership or whatever that's bringing in all these sales because of them. But it's just like there's like uh, so much corruption that goes on with like the adults and the executives that have their hand in this. It, it's just it just blows my mind. It makes me so mad because the athletes do deserve to get paid. But the the people involved are just like kind of rotten. And they ruin it for everybody. And so at the end of the day, it kind of, unfortunately, I feel like it kind of has to be that way because if it's not that way, then the players aren't going to be successful. Like in order for them to be successful at the end of the day, they're getting paid for a service. They're getting paid, not just to play college football. They're getting paid for, cause the NIL, you know, a lot of it is, especially with smaller schools from like with Memphis, what I've seen is players are getting paid to do local business stuff, FedEx, international paper. And unfortunately their face is going to be the face of whatever product or service they're trying to sell. And at the end of the day, if the player is fairly compensated and gets what he thinks he should get, I think you're going to have to just live with these people or companies making even more money than before. If that makes sense. It's a business. Yeah. The workers will never get as much as the people that are above them. Yeah. So, but I will say like, you know, I'm not for it as I've expressed, but there's only one good thing about NIL and it's that we finally get um, an NCAA football game again. Oh, thank God. Well, if they don't keep pushing it back, it'll be there. It'll be there. It'll be there. If there's one good thing to come out of NIL, it's that NCAA is coming back. That's for sure. Hell of a statement. I am so excited for that. I like even that game could be five hundred dollars. I don't care. You can bet your ass that I'm spending five hundred dollars on the new NCAA. I'm gonna have to buy a new system, and I don't care. I do not care. (laughs) It's a necessity. It is. Yeah. Well, there, there, there's a lot to say about NIL, but I feel like I feel like we're all kind of on the same page at the same time, and I feel like the entire 
majority of college fan bases are on the same page. They're, you know, they're happy that the players are getting paid. At least everybody that I've talked to in my experience, they're, they're happy that the players are getting paid and getting what they deserve for bringing in the millions of dollars to these universities and organizations. But they're scared and reluctant to get fully on board because of the way that it is managed or not managed in our instance. And the, the people that are involved and that are leading this cause. And so um, it does make me worried about the, the future of college football because it's almost like you, you can't really forecast what happens from here. You have no idea because it's so new. It's so raw. Uh, it can turn into a multitude of things. We can have somebody take it and structure it in a way that is like the NFL where we have salary caps. We do this and that, whatever, blah, boring. That's not what we want. There, there are teams which the rich get richer, and that's just it. We just have to accept the fact that Georgia will be Georgia forever and Bama will be Bama forever. Ohio State will be Ohio State forever and so forth. That's just it, which is true. Like those teams are the ones that make the most money right now. They're going to have the best players. That's just that's just how it works. Sorry. Well, guys, any closing thoughts? I mean, I feel like that was a good conversation on NIL. There's just so much ambiguity around it. It's like. What can you talk about? I mean, there's there's all of the the worries, the causes and concerns of like teams growing stronger and stronger, coaches tampering, the worry about group of five. But you know, that I feel like we covered our bases. Mm-hmm. It was a good one. We'll be doing the show again within the next couple of weeks. We have we'll be talking playoff expansion, super conferences, super teams, and so forth. So really excited about the rest of this series. Appreciate you guys listening. Talk to you guys later.